All right, Cincinnati fans, welcome to the Anchor Down Cincinnati podcast. I'm your host, Tony Beeler, and it's been a long time coming, folks. This has been the works for quite some time, and since my daytime job allows me to work from home, I just decided to say, screw it. Let's get the ball rolling. Can't think of a better time to start talking about Cincinnati sports with, uh, with, with our local teams here, especially with 2020 starting off absolutely ripping. Before I dive into everything, I want to thank everybody that's helped me out um, getting this podcast started. I'm just having an absolute blast with it. Uh, huge shout out and thank you to uh, the designer of my logo um, that looks absolutely badass, um, Matt Hausler with Matthews Mazes. Thank you so much for helping me make that. Uh, can't wait to be working with you in the future as well. Anyway, this podcast is going to be every Tuesday at 8 a.m. And I'm going to be having some special guests on. Every week I'm going to have a special guest. I have one today. Um, I'll introduce her in just a minute here. But um, we got some Bengals lined up, some former Bengals. We're going to get some Steelers fans on here. Um, Any rivalry that we have in Cincinnati sports, we're going to have them on here and we're going to be able to to dish it out over, over this podcast. For me, I've been a Cincinnati fan my whole entire life, born and raised. But the, the love that I've had for controversy and sports talk has, you know, generated probably back in 2015 where I was on my way home from class, was in college at the time. I was listening to XM Radio and Stephen A. Smith was on, was on there and he uh, as a guest as well. And he was going off. This was right after the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Steelers playoff game where Jeremy Hill fumbled the damn football. But he was on there. I decided to call in um, just because he was just throwing so much shade at Vontez Perfect like he always does. Um, and, and he was saying that he, uh, that he was something along the lines of how he was intentionally going to hurt Antonio Brown. I was, so I, I totally disagree with that. Antonio Brown is an absolute probably nut job because of this event that happened, but I mean, he didn't do it intentionally. If if it was intentional, Vontaze Perfect could have taken Antonio Brown's career from him. Like he wouldn't even he wouldn't have a career after that whole entire hit. But needless to say, I was on the phone with Stephen A. Um, and, and next thing I know, I'm five minutes deep in the conversation, and, and I'm just we're screaming at each other. <laughs> and and I, next thing I know, I'm, I'm in my driveway, and I get off the phone, and I'm talking about I'm coming inside, and I'm talking about how much fun I had dishing it out with Stephen A. on, on, on the radio. So, but but it, it was a lot of fun, um, and I'm looking forward to doing it here as well. But what I'm really looking forward to is getting uh, get, getting back into sports. We need Cincinnati sports back. We need our sports back, just in general. I mean, I, I'm sitting here, you know, watching Golden Tee on ESPN. I mean, we, we, I got to have a sport to watch. Sooner or later, we're going to be hopefully tailgating again. I mean, there ain't nothing like going down to the banks at 6 o'clock on a Friday for Firework Friday or, or going waking up at 8 a.m. and going to one of your, your favorite tailgate down at the Bengals game. Actually, I actually have a friend of mine down there. Uh, he's at every single game. His name is Phil Amron. Absolutely fantastic time down there at, at his tailgate. He's always in Lotte. And, uh, I mean, he's got, he's got the drinks. He's got the 
breakfast grill. He's got he's got everything. You name it, the guy's got it. Phil Amron uh, also has a he is a, a jeweler um, and he owns a jewelry store off of Colerain Avenue. So for I actually used him when I bought my ring for uh, my fiance and um, the guys he sells the best stuff in the business. If you ever find yourself in need of or of, of any jewelry or have any advice on what jewelry to get, please visit Phil Amrine at Amrine Diamonds off of Colerain Avenue. Another guy I know, uh, he's always down there as well. Uh, Matt Ernst, a friend of mine, he, he's at every single game, and um, he, he actually goes by DUI Matt. He's, a, he's an attorney of law. And he he, uh, he he always he's down there and he always wears this this Bengals jersey and since he's a DUI attorney he wears he wears his .08 jersey <laughs> and it says DUI on the back of it. But if you have ever been charged with a DUI, please attorney Matt Ernst with www.igotadui.com is the lawyer you need in your corner. DUI Matt's 25 years of experience in the Cincinnati area can help you keep points off your driving record, prevent insurance rates from going up and avoid loss of your license. I'm sure you've seen that .08 jersey just since he's at every single game. I'm sure you've seen him down there. But please, folks, do not drink and drive. DUI charges require immediate action and attention. Let DUI Matt show you what to expect. Save his 24-hour emergency number number in, in your phone, and you can call him immediately before doing any tests at 513-615-2460. And for a free consultation, visit www.igotadui.com. Well, folks, I think we should just dive into it. We got a very special guest on today. I got a local radio host, Tiffany Patterson, on the line with me today. Um, And and we're looking forward to having conversations about the Reds lineup, the NFL draft that we just had, and the offseason moves that we've made. But I got Tiffany here. Tiffany, would you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks for having me, Tony. Uh, I've been on B105 for five years. Um, I love country music, but my passion is really in um, sports. My dad, uh, he works for CBS Sports, so I've been lucky enough to um, do a few golf tournaments, um, football games down at the Bengal Stadium, uh, see the behind the scenes of a big live TV broadcast, which is pretty neat. Um, also done some things locally. Um, uh, Lindsay Patterson actually works with me, so um, talked with her, um, done a few things with her, and um, just you know, my thing is I, I love talk sports. So uh, what better way than to uh, do it on your first podcast? Huh? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I guess with background i mean you got a pretty strong sports background um and i mean you talk sports on the radio you know 24 7 i mean what what is your i guess for with your passion for sports i guess what what do you see in in 2020 for the for the cincinnati Bengals, reds any cincinnati team well um i think that it's going to be a good year for both teams um coincidentally this might be a year that sports are well it's definitely going to be a year that sports are different um they've talked about different ways of getting that done um the nfl keeps saying they're going to start their season on time but i've seen um things where they've had contingency plans and all that so hopefully by august they can get everything you know up and going and uh 
have a preseason and training camps, and then uh, get the season started. But um, the Major League Baseball season is going to be a little bit different this year. Uh, obviously, we haven't started it on time. It starts usually um, last week of March. And um, God, they talked about that. It, yeah. It sucks. <laughs> It's definitely um, going to be a different feel. I mean, uh, we might not even see any fans um, in the ballpark. They might play Great American, but no fans. So how do you um, kind of root on a team with no fans, and how does the team respond to that? It's definitely going to be cheaper, at least Major League Baseball in whole. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, you know, this, this town is like a lot of fun. When we get a, a sports oh, yeah. team, I mean, once we can put some – you know, when we can put some wins together or if we're sweeping people or we got any team that's going off, this town is fun. Um, and I think that's what I'm kind of missing the most about <laughs> life without sports, but I'm sure we'll get right back to it. <laughs> think- yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's different. Uh, I, I work at a sports bar, too, as my um, side job, and I miss, you know, having a full bar with a bunch of Cincinnati fans and seeing them cheer on the Reds or the Bengals or I know people are, are just excited to get sports on TV in general. I mean, I'm sure that the NFL draft had more viewers probably than it ever has before just because it was something with a sporting event. So, yeah, it's 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 different time for sports right now. I mean, it's like the, we look forward to <laughs> – I mean, what I've been doing and what, what the family's been doing around the house is they've been just – putting on like a PlayStation game and then putting in a simula- a simulation of like the Bengals versus like the Patriots or something. And then we're watching it <laughs> and actually yeah, just I making mean, bets. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of how it has to be right now. Uh, they've even talked about, um, I know in Kentucky, they've talked about horse racing coming back, but with no fans. And I'm like, well, how does that even work? How do you get your bets? I guess you do it online, but it's, uh, it's sports in general is just, it's crazy right now. Yeah. Hopefully, I, I, I think we're going back. I think baseball is back in May, so, well, that's what they say. So, hopefully we can yeah, get hopefully. fired up with that. But lately, I mean, what I mean, it, the city of Cincinnati has been absolutely electric because of our draft. I mean, if you were to grade the draft just as a whole, I mean, what, what do you got for me? So, um, the expert's going to say it's a B plus. I would, I would say it's a step up from that. I would say it's an, it's an A. I mean, they really – filled what they needed to fill um obviously you knew even before the draft they were going to draft joe burrow uh some people thought that cincinnati was still going to mess it up but they didn't they drafted joe burrow they need a quarterback um andy dalton's been great um i hope you know kind of he sticks with the team and finds another team hopefully to go with he's a great guy he's done a lot for cincinnati um he donated like one hundred fifty thousand dollars to uc health great great guy so i wish nothing but the best for him but definitely think Joe Burrow is going to start um, start week one. And, I, um, yeah, he's had the playbook for, for quite, I think, a couple weeks now. And what's so yeah. unique about it is I'm pretty sure they're talking about him starting week one, which would be great. Yeah. Um, and, and I hear what you're saying. People I, people shit on Andy all day. And, and I, they, they I really do. <laughs> I, sad. I think Andy's an okay quarterback. He's got average yeah. drop back, average arm, can't run. Um, pocket presence isn't very strong. But I mean, with the guy with the with a decent O line and the weapons that we have, I he's not a bad quarterback. What I can see him doing is actually going to a Patriots or a more system team. He honestly like the t- Tennessee Titans this past year. Like he is right in, in line with that Ryan and Tannehill 
category, in my opinion. Yeah. Where if he was yeah. to be able to get on a team like that, I feel like he could absolutely thrive. Do some dump-off passes. But with the team that we got now, especially with T. Higgins, we got, I mean, John Ross is one of the fastest people in the league. And we've had a quarterback that can't throw him deep. So now we got a guy with a cannon with pocket presence and can scramble. I, I just, I mean, you can go on and on and on about Joe Burrow. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a different quarterback. Like you said, Andy uh, really struggled getting out of the pocket. Um, he struggled kind of finding the the right wide receiver or tight end. Um, he did he did okay with running plays because uh, we have good running backs. But I mean, yeah, when you don't have um, unnecessarily the the strongest O line and they can't necessarily protect the quarterback to give him that amount of time that Andy needs. Uh, then, it, then it's kind of hard, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a mediocre quarterback. I've always said that. I've I've always said he's not he's not the best, but he's not, but he is not the worst. So um, you can only go up really from there. And yep. with Joe Burrow, you can tell you know anybody that watched him at LSU, um, he definitely can get out of the pocket. Um, he can run. He knows how to throw. Um, and so he and he's obviously came off a successful season at LSU. So. Um, also, high character leader that Andy Dalton definitely is in the locker room. So they needed somebody that, if they were going to bring in a quarterback that has that character and that presence about them that can really help. Um, they kind of build a franchise off of. So they can definitely do that off Burrow. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see. You know, hopefully uh, he's not a Tim Tebow or something like that. But I don't really see him being that way. I think he's. Yeah, I don't. I think he's gonna be great. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I. I mean, obviously, you can't go wrong with giving him an A, A plus on on, on that yeah. draft. I mean, yeah. everybody saw it coming. Um, uh, you know, people were. There's some people who are all bent out of shape about it. And my big thing about it is, you know, when you look at the uh, NFL power rankings, people are giving him like giving the Bengals like a 27 seed. I mean, we gotta expect that. Because we, they cannot rate a quarterback who has not played in the NFL yet and automatically put the Bengals at, like, a number, we'll say, top 15 team. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. I mean, you don't know college and the NFL are two different somewhat fields, you know. Uh, and yeah. in college, like I said, you have, a, you have a, like a Tim Tebow. He didn't do necessarily better in the NFL, but he was definitely way better in college. So, uh, But I don't see that kind of potential um, – you know, flop, I guess you could say, coming out of Joe Burrow. I think that, like you said, he's been studying the playbook. Um, he's already, you know, been working really hard. Um, he seems like he's against other people. The favorite person, Stephen A. Smith, saying that <laughs> Joe Burrow shouldn't even come to the Bengals. That shouldn't even be a thing. I'm like, well, if he gets drafted, he's going to come. But um, I think, you know, he has the right attitude. And he is, I mean, he's an Ohio boy. Uh, he said himself, he's. He's excited to play in Cincinnati because he can go home and have a meal, or you yeah. know, and he. It just goes to the show you that he grew up in. So. It, it just goes to show you that all that media, because people are like, he doesn't want to go to Cincinnati. He just wants to be the first round draft pick, and he wants to get. It. I mean, he he's going to get his money. He's got his receivers. Oh and yeah. He's got weapons now, and the, what's crazy is I think with the number two pick with T Higgins was to me it was a surprise because I saw linebacker O lineman, but. I think it was – I mean, I think it, you can't pass to up T. Higgins. I mean, he just passed – was it Hopkins? I think DeAndre Hopkins' record yeah, yeah. at, at he, Clemson? Yeah. You can't, uh, you, can't, you can't beat that. I mean, uh, when I was watching um, 
I was watching the second round. I was like, please pick T Higgins. And yeah. I, I didn't think they were going to do it either. But it's definitely like, um, again, like an Andy Dalton and AJ Green kind of thing. Um, you know, he actually, T Higgins actually um, models his style of play off of AJ Green. And he's a big Bengals fan too, which is kind of helpful. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he definitely is going to start. Um, week one. I mean, I would think there's no doubt that he's going to start week one. And yeah. that. Um, he can catch the ball very naturally. He has incredible body control, just like AJ Green. I mean, those passes that you see AJ Green that he that he catches, you know, most wide receivers in the NFL can't catch a play like that. So yeah. uh, T Higgins definitely um, has that kind of style of play. So it'll be interesting to kind of see both them on the field and see, um, you know, how they um, react to um, Joe Burrow's um, style of play too. But yeah, I mean, he dominated a Clemson. Clemson was all-time TD leader with 27 TDs, so he definitely is going to score some points. And, and what's absolutely crazy, and I think we were talking about this the other day, but imagine going out there, going four wide, and you got A.J. Green, what, 6'4", 6'5"? You yeah. got T. Higgins, 6'4". You got Boyd, what, 6'3", 6'4"? And then you put, like, or not, I think he's 6'3". And then you put, like, Auden Tate or Uzama out there. You just got to – Yeah. I mean, one of those yeah. people are going to have to go against a 5'10 corner. Right. <laughs> they, uh, they have ESPN right now. I looked at the depth chart, and, uh, yeah, they have starting as of now. I mean, obviously they can all change, and we don't know what's going to happen. But they have Burrow, um, Nixon, Green, Boyd, Higgins, and Uzama. So, you know, uh, that <laughs> – that's going to be an unreal lineup. And then you have, you know, if, if they don't put John Moss in, then you have him and, and Tate and um, Erickson yep. as backups. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> we it, really have some strong wide receivers now. And, and with the type of quarterback that we have now, you know, it's it's going to be a whole different – I think a whole different ball game. Will they be – will it be a winning season? I don't know. I still think they might go – I think it still might be like a like an average season, like an 8-8, eight eight, just because it's going to take a little bit for Joe Burrow get adapted to the NFL, you know, style of play and exactly. get adapted to being in the NFL. But I still, we're going to do better in 2-14. So exactly. And, and that's the message. <laughs> that is the message. To, it needs to be a message to Cincinnati fans because we lose, we'll say we go 8-8 eight eight this season. People call this draft a wash but because they did that with Zach Taylor. And I think that's right. the one problem with, that, with, with some fans is that Zach Taylor came in for one season. He came in with a C – C plus, let's say C, C plus team. Yeah, I would say C. Yeah. <laughs> C plus is generous. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I mean, he, he, it was a rebuilding season. So, this season will be a big, it'll be a good test for him. I think he started figuring it out towards the end of the season on how to coach because he did get outcoached a few times. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be interesting. And, and, I mean, the amount of weapons that we have is just crazy. I mean, you got Joe, you got Burrow, handing off to Burrow. You, I went through the wide receiver core. Tight end core is deeper than you think. I mean, you got Drew Sample, you got who's a blocking tight end, you got Uzama, who's just an absolute mass. Uh, people forget about Mason Shrek. Mason Shrek's an animal out there. I think yeah. there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, weapons out there. But um, and, and then I I gave like I said T Higgins an A. Um, back oh, to sure. back to the, uh, the to the drafts. I for Logan Wilson, um, I actually gave him a B, uh, just because. I, I need I need to I just I mean you just got to see more from the guy. He's coming from Wyoming. He's uh I think he's pretty quick. He shot, he ran a four six two forty. Um, 
and as a linebacker, as a big boy, I think that's right. that's pretty good. Yeah, he he is a good size. He's six two, two hundred forty pounds. Um, he was a three time captain at Wyoming. Um, so the Bengals need a linebacker. They address that and they address their top three needs and the top three picks. So I mean, that's always a good sign. Um, actually, uh, out of all the picks. Wilson apparently was somebody that the Bengals didn't even think they were going to get, but they wanted uh, yep. to begin with. So um, it's a good thing that they ended up getting him. And I'm, and it's probably because that he does come from a smaller school, Wyoming, and uh, but he had a outstanding season, and uh, he was a team captain at Wyoming, so he could also bring some leadership um, in the locker room, and uh, he picked Montez Burkett's number, so yeah. maybe that could be an omen. Maybe. I don't hey, know. you just got to know. When you when you put that 55 jersey on, you got to expect a target on your back. Exactly. You know, <laughs> the NFL is going to be like, all right, what are we doing here? But no, I think I think he I think he's definitely a, a good pick, and like I said, the Bengals were always scouting him, so uh, they, and they wanted him, so. You know, they must think that he's going to fit in pretty well, and we'll see what he does out on the field this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I bet you, I mean, with with the people that we brought in from the offseason and the trades that we made, I mean, he, he very well could, you know, be second string. But our, I, I think our front seven is, I mean, it's going to be lethal. I mean, you look at, if you, let's go yeah. D-line. Let's go D-line. You start so, on left side, you go you Dunlap. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. You go Geno. You go, we'll go Reader. And then Hubbard. From there. Yeah, that's what yeah. that's what they predict. So Yeah, and then from there, let's say you bring in and honestly, and I could be totally wrong, but my opinion is Carl Lawson is one of our greatest pass rushers and we we I don't think we utilize him as much as we should. Yeah, right now he's a second string and they actually said uh that um uh, actually one of the fifth draft pick that we did at Kelly Kareem he, which he's from Notre Dame, so I'm a big fan, but um, yeah. yep. <laughs> he could be the next Carl Lawson. So, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, we definitely could utilize him more. And actually, they have Logan Wilson starting, but we'll see. I don't know. Where do they, where, where are they, uh, Logan Wilson, I, if they got him starting? I mean, with, with everybody that we dra- with everybody that we have and who we, who we got in the offseason, he's just going to jump them, you think? I mean, he very well could. Like I said, they were really, um, they were really adamant about that's who they like. They had him already. They wanted to pick him. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I have a lot of faith in him. Uh, I've, I've watched a little bit of his tape, but there isn't really a lot of stuff on the internet about him yet. So you know, like I said, well, I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, and then the fourth draft pick, um, Akeem Davis, uh, big fan. Gator, He's and he's behind Logan Wilson, but well, he's third string. But still, I mean, if he uh, if he can, you know, the only thing with about him is his um, stress fracture in his foot most of the season, but he yeah. played through that, so he's got versatility. With he can play both safety and linebacker. So you know, who knows? Yeah, either one of them, maybe. I start. think, and, and you want to talk about? I mean, they did the exact opposite of what we had last year. Last year we had people. Vigil, I was on and off with. I think when he got into an open field tackle situation, I think he struggled. Um, and, and I don't think he was the fastest linebacker that we had. So the fact that we got people that can run, people that in their I, 
Akeem Davis at the Gaither, his his uh, highlight reel is absolutely filthy. Yeah, I, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so well, it, it's definitely exciting, and then it's great to top it all off. I know we got another D end and another OT, um, and then another linebacker to finish it off. But it, you know, I, I, it's just going to be exciting, especially with those. I think I'm most excited about those top four. Um, but but like you said, I mean, I think you 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 can't give the Bengals less than an A minus on on draft. Yeah, I mean, I. Like I said, the experts give it a little less, but I really think that they did a good job. I mean, hey. like, like I said before, they they filled what they needed to fill and then some, and they brought, um, you know, some defense in, and I think that it should be a pretty successful year. Oh, man. I mean, they get to play. <laughs> look at the – that's the big thing right now, ain't it? That, yeah. That's, that's going to yeah. be huge for us, but – um, but I mean, even when you look at the DBs, I mean, let's say you're just going off of cornerbacks and safeties. You got, I, I don't think you can sit William Jackson. Um, you got Von Bell back there, yeah. Jesse Bates, <laughs> Trey Waynes. It, it's going to be yeah. exciting. The one flaw I have, and uh, just because I am critical as hell on the Bengals, is Bobby Hart. I don't know why the man touches the field. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, we'll see. Maybe he'll, uh, he'll change it around this hey, year. But I yeah. guess we'll see, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we can transition here, um, move to the Reds lineup, um, just because that's on our agenda here. Uh, just, you, you know, as far as the Reds, I know we um, – I think from – we'll go lineup-wise from seed – or from spot one probably to seven, I think pitchers are going to have a problem. I think you're going to – I mean, you start off, you can't – my lineup, I have Akiyama. I got Votto at two, which is – I go back and forth with. Um, but he gets on base. Chances are he'll probably fucking walk. Um, Suarez at three. Uh, you got Moose coming in. It's going to be sweet because you got people like Moose and Castellanos who are coming into a ballpark that has left field and right field between 328 and 340. I mean, that's going to be – it's just going to be home – I think it's going to be home run city. Um, from there, I, I have Aquino in there. Back and forth on Aquino as well. Um, but, I mean – Yeah, I am, I am too. I, I, yeah, I, uh, I don't know because it depends on if everybody's healthy this year. I mean, uh, Suarez. Uh, Sinzel. said that – yeah, and Sinzel too. I mean, um, they say that – uh, that uh, they were getting ready to put Suarez back um, in on spring training. Obviously, uh, coronavirus prevented yeah. that. But um, and they said that Nixon Zell also he. I mean, he played four games as um, the DH, but um, you know he was in the final stages of, the, of his rehab. So if we have both those guys healthy, which Suarez should be, and hopefully Zell will, then I think Zell will start. But I mean, you can't you can't uh, count out Aquino. So yeah, I, I I think this lineup, the lineup without Sinzel, is it, it definitely messes it up a little bit because I to me I think you know franchise guy, um, people are talking trades with him. I'm I'm biased for Sinzel just because I we followed him all the way since AAA and I I'm a big fan, but I really hope he's not on the trade block. However, you know playing devil's advocate here. We need a shortstop. Um, I think Freddie Galvis is great, but at the same time, I think we—I mean—we have an opportunity 
and the money, the cash that the Reds have right now that they're willing to spend, is, I think we could probably get a at least Tier 1 or Tier 2 shortstop. Yeah, that's uh, when the Reds were making, um, were bringing in all those players and making trades. Um, definitely thought maybe a shortstop would be, you know, somewhere in there. But, um, you know, he, Galvis also had a, a somewhat limited spring because he also um, had a uh, quad strain and a sore, yep. sh- I can't say, sore shoulder. But, um, Apparently, by uh, the time when uh, they were getting ready to wrap things up kind of in Arizona for now, uh, he was throwing balls and running and all that. So, hopefully, he's good, too. But, yep. um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of pretty it's kind of pretty clear, I think, about, um, you know, who's going who's gonna to be on what position. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the pitching, the starting pitching, definitely. Oh, my God. Um, uh, you know, you have you have the five. Um, yeah. You have the five set up at the rotation. You know, it could it could be. I don't know. There's it, it's it up in the be. air. So I mean, with with I, I think you start off with Castillo. I mean, you start off with Castillo. I, I think you you either go Sunny or you go Bauer, Miley, and then Disco. But I mean, that lineup alone is. I think I thought our lineup last year was good. And then, it was pretty good, yeah. And then this year, we made the Miley trade, and I I was actually really iffy about Sonny Gray when we traded for him, what, last January? But, I mean, it's a fantastic – I think that was a great move. He's really coming into his own. Trevor Bauer and his swag is, I would think, the funniest thing in the world. Probably one of my <laughs> – top, top, like, three favorite people in the world. <laughs> he, he is a great um, – kind of fills a Brandon Phillips void in oh, a man. way. Um, he's kind of a fan favorite, um, or definitely will be a fan favorite. Um, but yeah, I mean, and this is the weird thing. So obviously NFL doesn't start till later, so they might be okay for a regular season. But even um, just as of yesterday, I read that um, the red season might be pushed back to July 4th. Hopefully it's earlier. But I know, right? But what that means is that it might be a 30-man active roster. So you might have one or two more pitchers uh, because, you know, Trevor Bauer likes to go only four days, but a regular starting pitcher likes to go five. Yep. So um, you're going to have to add another starting pitcher in there because if there's double headers, if, uh, you know, however many games, if you have to do like a 10-game stretch or 15-game stretch to make it work, because um, they still want to have, I think, about 100 games, then, you know, you're going to have to add people. And uh, back in, uh, I think it was 95, yeah, 95, season was delayed until uh, April 25th, and the roster is expanded from 25 to 28. So if we're going and we're not going to start the season until July 4th, I definitely think a 30-man roster is probably where they'll cut it off. It might even be a little bit more than that. But, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it'll just it's gonna be interesting to see when they um, get started, um, kind of who's in the lineup. Because some people might that might have not been in the lineup might end up coming onto the active roster just because of the of how the season's gonna go or how we. I mean, we don't even know how it's gonna go yet. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's gonna be. I think a short season. I think it's gonna make ever. It, what's there's again another side to it is it's going to make the season like so interesting because every game is going to count. 
So, you know, without throwing without throwing a uh, a game or two away or throwing a series away, you're like, oh, there's always next series. It's going to be fun because in the MLB because, I mean, every game is going to matter from here on out. Like I, I'll never forget. I think I was at Game Three um, when we were playing against the Giants. And my heart got ripped out of me again. Um, but, hey, that's the life of Cincinnati fans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right when we lost it, too. I don't think any, I don't know if anybody knows. I will never forget the moment. I'm a huge BP fan. But he was on second base. Homer Bailey was up to bat. He decided to steal third. He stole third, got called out. Next pitch, Homer Bailey gets a base hit, and we lost by – I mean, we lost by what was it, one? And yeah. that right there was one. I, oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, stole, you can't beat a hero, you know. I, he always, I mean, I, I love BP, don't get me wrong, but, you know, he was one of those players that kind of tried to always be that, which, I mean, he was good, but, you know, you just you can't, in that situation, you kind of got to play it safe, so, yep. you know. As far as, I think on the on the show, um, I'm going to give, I, I, I'm going to ask questions um, to every, every single uh, guest I have on here, but as far as your favorite Reds moment, Let's hear it. Oh, that's tough. I'll give you um, mine. I'll give you mine. <laughs> yes. Number <laughs> so started. I so I it was Reds versus St. Louis, and actually it was Brandon Phillips who hit the walk off home run with like two it was two outs like two strikes and it's when he went absolutely crazy going on to first base, absolutely crazy electric being in the stadium one of the craziest things I've ever been a part of. Um, at GABP, so much fun. Well, I guess I'd say I, I don't, I don't, I wasn't there, but um, I watch quite a bit of. I mean, baseball's my favorite sport, so um, I watch quite a bit of baseball if I'm not there on TV. Um, so I would say when uh, Homer Bailey had a, a no hitter oh, first time, fun. and he had a second one. Yeah, that it just fun. it's a blast. It's a blast to see your hometown team um, have something that's. Uh, kind of rare, so yeah. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what makes it fun. And then that makes like when you're going to the banks after the games, it just makes it, it's like the cherry on top. There ain't nothing like it exactly. on a firework Friday. No. There ain't nothing like it. Especially with the rooftop bars now, you know you can see the fireworks. Yeah, from the, from I guess so. The, from the rooftop, so it's great. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I can't wait. It needs to open up sooner rather than later, but. <laughs> But other than that, um, I got one more question for you. This is gonna be another another doozy that I ask every every guest on here. Where were you when Jeremy Hill fumbled the football? Oh, so I think I worked at the bar that day, and um, my friend and I, Gina, she works at the bar as well, decided last night we're like we're gonna get tickets. Screw it. So we got tickets, and. Uh, we sat up. I, we, I don't remember what section it was, but it was in the it was in the middle. It wasn't at, at the top, but it was uh, somewhat in the middle of the stadium. And uh, man, <laughs> we left. I think at third. No. <laughs> yeah. No. We left, we left before the game, and we went back to Bucketheads, and we saw that at Bucketheads, and I. Can't even tell you the kind of energy. I mean, everybody just was like, "What the hell? <laughs> like, come on, that's so Cincinnati." So, <laughs> I mean, right uh, when, right when, 
uh, was it? It was Vontez. He, he he got the entire. I mean, he got the interception and ran into the locker room. I'm at a Clifton party, and I mean, I mean, you know, we were in what sophomores and in, in college. We were, I mean, you know, drinking, jumping on each other, going absolutely crazy. People were throwing like stuff off the deck. Why the? Why do people throw stuff off the deck? Like I, furniture. I don't know. Why do people burn things? Why do they? I don't know. It's just like a tradition. Like I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I I thought it was extremely entertaining. I mean, I was watching, but <laughs> there's something about it. But then the next thing you know, um, I'm not gonna call him a Super Bowl winner ever. But then he fumbles the ball. Honest to God, I yeah. hope he I hope he fumbles the damn ring into the toilet one day because he didn't play one down. <laughs> Jeremy, oh my God, poor guy gets oh, so much hate. Yeah, but Hey, that's why twenty. That's why we're starting this. Twenty twenty is going to be yeah. a good year. It's going to be good. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I hope so. Yes. Things are turning around. But anyway, Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on. Um, obviously, you'll be uh, probably a frequent guest here on on, on the pod, and um, and I'm sure we'll be uh, you know, we'll schedule that next time coming up here. But thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Tony. Thanks, Tiff. And there we have it, folks. Episode one of the Anchor Down Cincinnati podcast. If you have any other questions or comments or, hell, you just want to be on the show coming up here and want to schedule a time to talk, feel free to reach out to me um, at, at anchordowncincy at gmail.com. I also have a website. It's www.anchordowncincinnati.com. Uh, we're we're going to be on every Tuesday. Um, I'll, I'll post when, what time I'm going to be posting uh, every week. Uh, on Facebook or any social media. But what I, another thing I'm going to do is uh, actually give a shout-out to a local business every week. So if you're a local business and you want me to give you guys a, a, a shout-out or a sponsorship, feel free, again, to reach me at any of those contacts. Um, uh, this week we have Clint Kirsting. Um, and if you're looking for any retirement guidance through this volatile market, reach out to Clint Kirsting at Triple Crown Wealth Management at C-K-E-R-S-T-I-N-G at T-C-Wealth.com. You'll talk to him. You'll probably learn way more about finances than you ever thought you could. But that wraps us up here for this first week. Um, We're just going to keep the ball rolling with week two. We got uh, another special guest. We got John Phipps coming in. Phipps is a uh, huge Cincinnati Bengals fan. Uh, he's got some some stuff to say about our Bengals. Uh, we're going to be talking about some rivalries, and he's going to be sharing some stories about uh, some nights he's had with some Bengals, um, some players. So we're looking forward to that. But if you have any other questions or comments, like I said before, let's reach out to me at uh, my email or my website or any uh, any social media. But until then, looking forward to next week, and we'll see you.